If you do have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn into the New Testament to the book of Jude for just a moment. We'll begin our reading there in just a moment. If you want to turn uh, to the New Testament to the book of Jude and mark that spot for just a moment, and we're going to go back into the Old Testament. There's a few people that's going to be referenced here in the book of Jude, and that's what we're going to, uh, to look at this morning. I feel the need to look at this verse. But they're going to reference, uh, if you want to go back to the book of Genesis chapter 4, and also to the book of Numbers chapter 22. Uh, we'll get to some of these people that we're going to talk about. So again, if you want to go ahead and, and uh, save you a little time and, and mark the book of Jude, also the book of Genesis chapter 4 and the book of Numbers Chapter 22, uh, we're going to read here in just a moment. Again, the book of Jude, uh, there's only one chapter, so I'll say Jude chapter 1, uh, but also Genesis chapter 4 and Numbers chapter 22. Uh, we will start reading in those places here uh, in just a little while. So if you got your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to the book of Jude. And in the book of Jude, it talks about, in the third verse, there's a warning about false teachers. In other words... Things that are not beneficial for you. That's, that's what this is going to be about this day. Um, Beloved, I give all diligence to write unto you of, of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. <coughs> Excuse me. Fourth verse says... Uh, for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, skip on down just a little bit. He's talking about how these false things are going to happen. And I want you to listen to this 11th verse. Woe unto them with an explanation mark. Our title this morning is a loss with an explanation mark. And what I mean by that is, is that the whole punctuation behind that, and even the word woe itself. Woe unto you, Jesus said more than one time. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Woe just simply means, be careful, there's a warning that needs to go out. This morning, I think that's something that the church needs to be shouting is, alas, or woe to them. For they have gone in the way of Cain. Genesis, we're going to read about in just a minute. They ran greedily after the era of Balaam. And that's going to be found in the, in the book of uh, Numbers in just a minute. And perished at the gainsaying of Kori, which is also Korah. Uh, and that's also going to be found in the book of Numbers here in just a minute. But I want you to notice where it says, Woe unto them. You see, when there's that kind of urgency behind a message, we need to take note that there is something very important that people need to remember. We're going to talk about these three people this morning, and our world today needs to understand that alas, or woe unto them, for the word alas just simply means there's grief that's going to be involved in that. There's pity that's going to be involved in that. But it also means, when you look it up, and when it means there, woe unto them, woe just means an unhappy time. For people that go through this world, and they've got some dark moments in their life, and by the way, let me just ask you this. 
Is there anybody here this morning that's ever had a dark moment of your life? Or let's just make that plural, moments. For some people, they may last a short time. For some people, it just seems like it never ends. But there are dark times in our life, or we might say unhappy times in our life. But folks, the good thing is, is that all of God's people one day are going to be exempt from all of unhappiness. We're going to the eternal place of happiness. But the problem is, is that there are people in this world and they are just happy as can be. They're just happy. They've got everything the world can give them. They've got everything they could ever want. They are happy people. But the thing about it is, there's a dark day coming for them. People that do not know God, there is a dark day coming. You may be here just as happy as you can be with your life. Maybe your job's the way you want. Maybe the family's the way you want. Maybe just everything about you, your life, everything is the way you want them. But I ask you not just about the situations of your life. I'm asking you about your relationship with God. And there's a flip side to that. You may be here today and everything's falling apart. You're, you, you've lost your house. You've lost your job. You've lost health. You've lost all these things. But you've still got a relationship with God. You know, this morning, my concern is... How many people need to hear, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. All these three people I want to look at this morning, what is it about them that their way is warned against us not to go down? Let's go back to the book of Genesis for just a moment in the fourth chapter. You see... In order to understand Cain, you've got to understand his brother, which was Abel. You've got Cain and you've got Abel. Going back to the book of Genesis chapter 4, the third verse says this. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain, which was the first or the oldest, brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now, I love the way that Cain and Abel was raised. They were raised that you you give God something. Just because a person is religious doesn't mean they're right. I'm not trying to, to distinguish or differentiate between all the religions that are out there today, but I am going to tell you this this morning. Woe unto them that take the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in the shed blood that he gave on Calvary and replace it with anything else. Woe unto them if they take Jesus out of the need that we might have eternal life. Folks, without Jesus, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Cain says, brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Adam and Eve had these children that we're talking about, Cain and Abel. And in that, they thought that the firstborn, they they knew that they had sinned. Remember what Adam and Eve did? They sinned against God. They were cast out of the garden. And then in order to get back into fellowship with God again, there had to be some kind of a sacrifice. So what happened to Cain and Abel was, Cain brought an an offering. He he did bring something, but he brought brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Eve was convinced that the oldest son was how they were going to find favor with God. Matter of fact, do you know what the name Abel means in the Hebrew language? The word Abel means vanity. She thought, why do we even need Abel? 
We've got Cain. Cain's going to be the one that's going to crush the serpent's head. He's going to defeat this enemy once and for all. And we are going to be victorious. But the problem was, is that God said Cain's not going to be the way. It's going to go through Abel. Remember what our text read to you this morning. It says, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. Are there people today that are doing exactly what Cain did? You're sitting here this morning, you're saying, well, preacher, what is wrong with Cain bringing the fruit of the land and bringing it to God? If you remember, back in the third chapter of the book of Genesis, and I believe it is in the, maybe about the 17th verse, it talks about how God is going to curse the ground. Now again, when we talk about cursing the ground, anything that comes out of the ground is cursed. Where were you and I created from? We know this from Sunday school. Sunday school says that God created us from the dust of the earth. Just like the fruit or the, the offering that Cain was going to bring, he was going to bring up the, the, what came from the ground. And God said no. There are people today that need to remember that the offering that we give unto God is not of our own selves. We must give God Jesus. And follow with me for just a minute. It says... And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain, the second, the second one, or it was going to be Abel, and Abel was the one that was going to, uh, to do this. For the fourth verse of Genesis 4 says this, And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and unto his offering. Folks, Abel's sacrifice was approved by God. Cain's sacrifice, even though it was a sacrifice, it was rejected by God. Do you think that there are people one day going to stand before God and what they have to give God is not going to be acceptable? Folks, that's the whole purpose of hell. People that don't have what they need to enter into heaven, they're going to have to go somewhere, which is hell. And this is what he said. He said, there are Cain's and there are Abel's that are out there today. There are people today that's like Cain and they're going to go out and they're going to get uh, the, the, the fruit of the land, which is uh, of something that's cursed. Isn't it amazing how you take something cursed, someone that is cursed, takes something that is cursed and tries to give it to a holy God. Folks, the only thing you can give a holy God is His holy Son, Jesus Christ. That's it. If you don't have Jesus in you and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then ask yourself, what do you have to give God? Well, I've got some good deeds in my life. Folks, Cain had some good deeds. It was, a, it was notice what he said, brought of the, fir, of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Every since the beginning of time, there's been two ways that you can approach God. You got Cain's way and you got Abel's way. This morning, I'm not trying to differentiate, but I will say this. Do you believe that there are churches? Do you believe there are religious organizations that believe in the Lord? Cain believed in God. But it's what he gave to God was the question. Now, once you notice what Abel did, Abel did not just give of something from the ground. He gave a sacrifice. Folks, today God does not just want what you can get from this world or even what you can grow from the ground. He wants a sacrifice that He has already provided for you. Folks, there is only one Jesus and God provided what you and I need to get in the, out of, the, of the, the sinfulness that we're in. For it says, And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. 
Adam and Eve, they conceived these children in sin. Now, here's, here's what I find interesting. Cain and Abel both were sinful people that needed to find favor with God. So you mean to tell me this morning that God's going to let some people get by with the giving of, the, of a fruit of the land and God's going to let somebody else give a sacrifice? No. Only, even though people are bringing different offerings, He's saying one is accepted and one is denied. What you need to remember this morning is this. And our, our scripture this morning said, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. Cain began to go out here and he says, And he brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. I applaud the very fact that Cain did bring something. But the thing is, it's not a sacrifice that God had. There's a lot of religion out there today. And you know what religion does? They want to take Jesus and they want to take Him out of the equation. Why? Preacher, that's just way too horrible and it's way too gory. What happened to Jesus? Let me tell you, sin is not a very pleasant conversation that we need to talk about or that we do need to talk about. Folks, let me tell you, sin is not just a, a, a minor offense against God. It is a very violent offense. It cost God His only begotten Son. If you take Jesus, the death of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus, if you take out what happened to Jesus in His life, then we are missing the offering that we need to give unto God. For you and I today, we must give unto God something that He has already approved. And with Cain, it says here that, 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 that he brought this, this offering, a respectable offering of produce out of the ground, an offering unto the Lord. But he goes on to say, And Abel, he also brought the first thing of his flock and the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. You know what I, I've always amazed about this verse is there's not a record of what Abel said. I want you to follow with me real close. You know a lot of people today will tell you all you have to do is repeat this or say this. Folks, there is not a record of what Abel said. There is a record of what Abel did. You and I today, if we're ever going to find favor with God, it's not about the words that come out of our mouth. It's about what we bring before him. Are you worried about the words that came out of your mouth? What are the magical words? If I'm going to be saved, I've got to say this, this, and this. We've reduced it down. That all you got to do is go ABC and, and not as believe and confess. And even though there is some merit to that, we have to understand is that with Abel, it's not about what he said. Abel was all about what he did. Folks, if you're ever going to get saved, it's not going to be because of the words out of your mouth. It's about the condition of what you do with your heart. And Abel, notice what he said, he also brought the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance failed. Cain said, God... I brought you something and you're going to turn it away? You know how many people today are trying to, uh, to bring their works and their labors unto God only for it to be in vain? A reading this morning says, Woe unto them, Alas, he said, Woe unto them that are, that are in the way of Cain. But not only are they in the way of Cain, they're, they're, they're trying to give their own sacrifice, their own things, but there's no life that's been given for that. 
They're only bringing the best they have. And as plausible as that is, it's still not what God has required. God said He needed a sacrifice for us to be reconciled unto Him. Notice what He says. The way of Cain. A true church today or a true child of God today, we're not going to hide the fact that it cost Jesus the shedding of His blood that we might be able to be saved by His grace. But let's keep reading if we can this verse in Jude uh, chapter 1 and verse 11. He says, uh, let's keep reading there. He says, For they have gone the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward. If you saved your spot there in the book of Numbers, chapter 22, let's look at Balaam for just a moment. The problem with Balaam and what Balaam's issue with God, or with God and him was, Balaam got greedy. Can I ask you something this day? I don't want you to ponder something. If you're turning back to Numbers still now and ponder about something for just a second. Do you find it easy for, if you're not careful, to be greedy and want more instead of be content? Folks, if you're saved, you must be content with what God's done. I believe there's a difference in us being content with what we've done for God versus what God's done for us. Two different things. But are you content with things in your life? I'm not saying you can't better yourself or try to improve your life. and I'm not saying those things. But Balaam, what we're going to see is God had given Balaam a gift. And uses that gift for hire is what I want to say. He's going to try to get paid more to try to go out and do against what God had told him he could not do. From the book of Numbers chapter 22. 22nd chapter, and I want to skip down to about the um, the third verse. And Moab was sore afraid of the people. So Moab said... If I'm going to attack these people, I need some help. Okay, this is where Balaam's going to come in. Because they were many, and Moab was distressed because the children of Israel. So Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the field of the grass, as Balak the son of Zippor was the king of Moabites at this time. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam. So you got these messengers. Remember, Balaam is a man of God that, that, that was going to be used by God. Follow with me for just a minute. The son of Boer uh, to Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him saying. So these messengers go to Balaam. Listen to the message in the fifth verse. Behold, there's a people come out of Egypt. Behold, they covered their face of the earth. And they abide over against me. So they look at Balaam and say, Come now therefore I pray thee, we're going to curse these people. Curse me this people, for they are too mighty for me. I can't beat them, but if you will take what God's given you, and you will come with me and curse these people, we can win. Here's wisdom. Let's keep reading this. Peradventure I shall prevail that we might smite them. And that I may drive them out of the land. For I want not that he may that he whom thou blessest is blessed. And he whom thou cursedest is cursed. The children of Israel spent their 40 years. It's time for them to, to go on into this land. And they said, we were going to curse these people. So notice what happened. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of, 
uh, a divination to their hand and they came unto Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balak. Balak said, tell them we cannot win. We need you to come and curse. And he said to them, Lodge here this night and I will bring you word again as the Lord shall speak unto me. That's a good place to be in, right? Somebody wanting God to speak unto them. As the Lord shall speak unto me and the princes of Moab abide with Balaam. And God said unto Balaam, What men are these with thee? Notice what he said. He said unto God, Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent unto me, saying... He said, God, there's a wonderful opportunity. These people have come to me and they're in need and and they're going to conquer the people of Israel. He said, I just need to come with them to curse them. Behold, there's a people that's come out of Egypt with covered their face of the earth. Come now and curse me with them. He says, peradventure I shall do to overcome them and drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, thou shalt not go with them. I want you to hear, when we read this second part of, of Jude, in that 11th verse, he tells them there, he says, and they run greedily after the heir of Balaam. Balaam was given an opportunity and God said, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people for they are blessed. So, instead of taking what God said and said, that's the end of it, Balaam rose up in the morning and said to the prince of Balak, Get you to your land. For the Lord refuseth to give, to give me leave to go with you. In other words, I just I, I don't have this, this leeway or this permission to be able to go with you. And the princes of Moab rose up. They went into Balak and said, this is, Do you hear the somberness in this? Well, Balaam, we, we, we gave him a good sales pitch. But Balaam refuseth to come with us. Now I want to ask you something today. I'm going to read the rest of the story in just a second. Do you think evil gives up very easy on us and trying to get us to go against what God wants? If you don't give in the first time, guess what's going to happen? Well, 15th verse, and Balak sent yet again the princes more and more honorable than they. We're going to raise the stakes. Instead of this level of servants, we're going to raise it up a little bit higher. Let's send somebody just a little bit more important. And they came to Balaam and said unto him, Thus saith Balak, the son of Zippor, Let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me. I will promote thee with great very, uh, great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come therefore, I pray thee, and curse me this people. Notice the change of Balaam here. Christianity today scares me in this respect. And Balaam and Antra said to the servants of Balak, Not that God had already told me no, he said, if you raise the stakes a little bit more, if Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now therefore I pray you, tarry you here also this night that I may know what the Lord was saying to me. Well, he's going to go back to the Lord again. But yet the word of the Lord would send to me, that shalt thou do. That's the end of the 20th verse. So God said, you can go. You're going to have to be silent. Well, here's where the encounter with the donkey comes in. It says, So Balaam rose up in the morning, saddled his ass, and went about the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for the adversary against him. Now he was riding upon an ass, and the two servants were with him. Notice what's going on here. 
is that Balaam got to a point that he believed that, 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 that God, I believe you're going to speak to me, but I'm not going to do this because you've told me not to go. And he, he goes back a second time and he says, Balaam, he said, if you'll give me everything, the riches you have, he said, then I will be able to, uh, to, be able to curse the people. And, and, and the whole moral of Balaam is this is that he got greedy and it was more about what he could obtain in this life versus finding favor with God. Does that sound anything like Judas? Does it sound anything like Judas that betrayed the Lord for 30 pieces of silver? Folks, people will give their soul up for just a few or a small amount of riches that we have here in this life. Notice what our, our, our scripture read in Jude verse 11 says, Woe unto them! For people today that are more worried about what they can gain from, from, from being religious or doing the work of God, those people, he says, woe unto them, alas, there's danger for them. You see today, Jesus himself says, it's easier for the camel to go through an eye for a needle uh, than it is for a rich man to enter into heaven. He did not say it's impossible. He just said there's a hindrance there. And the reason there's a hindrance is there are people today that put their that, that are not worried about the ways of God. They're worried about what they can gain. And, 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 and here... With Balaam, he become more concerned about the material than the spiritual. You can maybe tune everything else I've said, but listen to this, folks. Churches never need to get to a place that they're more worried about the physical needs than they are the spiritual. Do I believe there are physical needs the church has an obligation to reach out to? Yes. I believe there are people that are hungry and they need to be fed. I believe there are people that are naked and they need to be clothed. I believe there are people that are sick and they need, uh, they need medicines. There are things that I believe that we have a responsibility to do. But I want you to know something. More important than anything the church can do of the physical needs, the spiritual needs are far more superior. People need to be saved. And with Balaam, he's like, you know what? I'm not worried anymore about what their needs are and what God wants. He said, I'm more concerned about what... I can gain from this. So the scripture reading here in Jude says, And run greedily after the era of Balaam for reward. Luke chapter 12 and verse 15 says this, And he said unto them, Take heed, beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he Possesseth. It's easy for us to think that the riches that we have here are everything. But let's move along to the last person in our reading. It says, And they run after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished at the gainsaying of Kori. Now, Kori is in the Old Testament, Korah is what it's more known as. Let's go back into the book of Numbers. If you're already there in Numbers chapter 22, ease on back to the 16th chapter, a few chapters back. Kori or Korah's problem was pride. God had blessed Moses with some wisdom. Korah gets to this idea of, Moses, do you think you're the only person that can receive the word of God and help these people out? Here's the thing is that not only was Moses, not, Moses wasn't the only one, but he was the one that God had chosen. I want you to notice what happened here. But it says, perished in the gain saying of Korah. 
Now, the, what he means by gainsaying when he says there, these are people that are just opposed to something. These are people that are just out to be and against. You know, some people strive and they, 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 they thrive in that. He says, perished at the gainsaying of Korah. 16th chapter of Numbers. And I want to skip down to about the 30th verse. When Korah got to the point that they felt like that there was others that can listen to the voice of God and help the people out. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up. And their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all... Notice what happens. And all their goods. You see, Korah had had this idea that Moses was not the only one, got to the point that uh, if, if God had only spoken to Moses, why does not God speak unto me? And if God was going to speak unto me, then I'm going to help the people out. It's almost like I'm going to refuse to listen to what God's Word is saying and the plan of God. So God, I want another method besides the way that you have ordained. Preacher, what does that have to do with anything? You know, people are trying to ordain or determine that there's another voice that we should listen to other than the Holy Spirit of God. Folks, there's only one we need to listen to today. If the Holy Spirit of God speaks, we need to listen to the Spirit of God. For it says here that they perished at the gainsaying of Korah. You see, Korah, the people that, that said Moses is not the only one, there's others. And then all of a sudden there was, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred other people that, that bought into that idea that, that Moses was not the only one. In other words, people buy into that Jesus is not the only way. There's other ways. So Korah and all the others that believe the exact same thing, the Bible says the earth opens up and they were all swallowed. Do you think that there's people that's going to be swallowed up? And I believe in that 32nd verse. And the earth opened her up mouth and swallowed them up in their houses and all the men uh, that appertained to Korah and all their goods. Matter of fact, going back up to the 30th verse. And they go down quick into the pit. You see, not only did Korah believe or not believe in Moses, or that Moses was the only one, or the chosen one by God, but Korah also got into this idea of saying, I want you to believe in a falsehood with me. This is bringing on a whole other idea. Do you think there are people out in the world today that believe in something that's not right with God and they're going to try to convince you to believe it too? Folks, there are people out there that will tell you you don't need to offer a sacrifice unto God like, like Abel did. You can do what Cain did. There are going to be people out there today that's going to tell you that if God has given you the ability to do something, if you can get a, a gain from it, then you need to do that. Or you might even go on to say there are going to be cores of the world. That are going to come and say, you know what? Moses cannot be the only one. There has to be others. People are going to tell you that Jesus is not the only way. You can be your own way. You can be your own path. You can be your own rescue in life, folks. Without Jesus, none of us are going to be rescued from the sin we are in. None of us. We need Jesus. They needed Moses. He was the deliverer. He was the one that would bring them out at the very command of God. You and I today, do we believe that there is another? And it says, and this, the earth opened up. And not only was Korah, but all of those that believed too. Folks, if the world is telling you, and remember what I said in Jude, it was about the false doctrines or, or, or and all these errors of the wrong way. And, and the whole purpose is, if our society can draw you into that path, 
all of a sudden you're going to find your way being opened up and you're going to get devoured right there with it. For I want to read you this verse in just a minute. Book of Jude. When you read all of it in its fullness, he is warning about all the false things that can happen. But I want to go back up now to one verse before and I want to close with this. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. If you only know the way of Cain, then why is the way of Abel any good? I'll tell you why. Because you already know the way of Cain has been rejected by God. The way of Abel has been approved by God. Why, why was Balaam, why was he wrong by listening to Balak and going after the money after God had told him no because God said no. When God says no, it means no. But, but yet the problem was he got greedy about things. People that don't know, that's what he's saying. But what they know naturally as brute beasts in those things, they corrupt themselves. Alas, or woe unto them with an explanation mark. Woe unto them, he said, for they have gone in the way of Cain, ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for a reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Cori. Today, do you feel like you fall into that category? If so, there's no better time than right now to make things right with God. God bless you this morning is my prayer. Brother Larry, I want you would get us a song this day if you could.